the beginning, today is the beginning of the convention. I want every one of you, whenever you are coming to meetings or conventions, to, I said this to you before, prepare yourself before you come. Because you are coming to meet your maker, who will present himself through others. So you do not come to a convocation without having an expectation from the God of creation. The Bible says, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. And you know, your men's convention is once in a year. It is like your Shiloh. The Lord told me some specific issues that he would deal with. I wish everyone who is a man in CFT is under this umbrella, and women too. God will deal with men who have low sperm count. Before the end of this meeting tonight, it will be a history. It will never be mentioned in their body. The Lord will deal with men who have erectile problems. Before the end of this meeting tonight, everyone under my voice who have such, it will never be mentioned in your life anymore. God will deal with sicknesses, both men and women, that have to do with nerves. Sicknesses that have to do with blood or cells of the body. Sicknesses that have a part to play in the brain may be a form of paralysis, may not acute, may be a dysfunction in a hemisphere of the brain that had paralyzed a part of the hemisphere of the body, like stroke, like residue of such. God would deal with sickness. That has to do with the waistline area. Because I see the hand of God upon the waist of somebody who, what happens to you is that suddenly along your waistline you just get weak. And it will seem as if the rest of your legs become numb, almost numb. That the weakness will go right through to the limbs. The hand of God will touch it tonight. It will become a history. Why is today such a healing day? Today is a healing day because of the fact that we are talking about the light of the world. The light of the world. The caption of this conference is the men that changed their world. Over the years we have looked into various men. But today we are going to look at the man, Jesus. I think throughout this week, my major focus will be on the man, Jesus. Now if we look at the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. That tells us where the name of this group came from. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill 
cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Verse 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before men that men may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Now, this is the major scripture for this group. That is the men's group. And that is the umbrella of this convention. I'll be taking you to deep waters over this verse. But this week, what you are going to be looking at, our focus is that man Jesus, the man Jesus. And we'll be looking at from manger to glory. We'll be looking at how could a man be born in the midst of animals. But yet the destiny of the man is the king of the whole world. And we're going to be looking at in that how Jesus walked his way as a man from the manger and became the savior of the whole world. We're going to be looking at his ministry. We're going to be looking at his lifestyle. That is, we look at Jesus as a man, not as God. Then we look at Jesus as God. This will take us through some part of prophetic about Jesus, the law and the prophets. And then we'll look at the actual life of Christ himself. I will look at his death, resurrection, ascension, and his coming again as related to us. No wonder if we look at the life of Christ and we're going to be looking at the ministry of Jesus, there must be demonstration of that ministry every night. I didn't hear your amen. <laughs> My Lord. Somebody will walk out of this meeting with a strength from heaven that you have never dreaded. <laughs> if, you, if you want to work for God or you believe that you have a ministry or you have a calling and you have been struggling with all that, you watch it out. When we look into prophetic Christ, you see what will happen. Your ministry will be revealed. I mean, your calling will be known. Now, let me just give you a breakdown tonight, very, very briefly. Look at that scripture, you are the light of the world. Shall we read it together? And read it to yourself. I am. Stop. I don't like the way you are reading. You are not, you are not reading it to yourself. I will together now. I want you to read that word to yourself. As you read it, you begin to have understanding of some of the things I will tell you now. Read it consciously to yourself. Speak the word to your life. Shall we together? I am the light of the world. A city. Yes. The next one. Mm-hmm.
Take your pen now and write all this information I will give you. Ten information from those scriptures you read. The first thing that you must know throughout this session and for your life is that Jesus said, you are light. You are not darkness. You are light. And not just light. You are the light in the midst of the world. A light to the world. Number two, you are a city. You are not just a man. You are a city. Number three, you are built on a hill. The Lord did not build you on a low ground so that you are not visible. You are built on a hill. Number four, you can never be hidden by man, by powers of darkness. Nothing can hide you. You can't be covered. So the principle that some say that some people's glory are covered is nonsensical. If you are a child of God, you cannot be covered because the one who built you did not build you on a low form, but he established you on the hill. Are we together now? Number five. Because you are built by the Lord on a hill, and you are always exposed, you must shine your light. You must shine in anything that you do. Or else, you will be put under. If a Christian does not shine in anything he does, then men will put you under. You know, you cannot be hid. Anywhere you are, people will always know you. If you look at your work, you will discover that that happens to you. In a short time, you are a popular jingo, you know the whole office. They know you. Once you come in there, in a short time, everybody knows you. But haven't everybody known you because God shows you forth? putting you on a hill. If you do not shine in what you do, then they begin to put you down. That happened to many Christians and they say that some demons are after them. No, it's because you're not shining. In anything you do, you must be outstanding. You must be outstanding above your contemporaries in your area of doing. When the glory of God or persona of God draws people to you, they are looking for something. It is the light, direction from you. But if they find out you are not shining, then you will be put on that in anything you do. That's number five. You must shine or else you will put on that. Number six, if you shine, you will always be put on the stand. In other words, 
you will be unique in the house when you shine. Everybody will recognize that light about you. Everybody will recognize that impact that comes from you. Everybody will recognize the solution, the wisdom, the knowledge with which you speak. They will be drawn to it. And then you will be put in your place. That is, understand in the house. Why would you be put in the stand? Number seven. You will become a benefit to everyone in the house. That's number seven. You will become a benefit to everyone in the house. Number eight. Because of this, you must shine before men. That's number eight. You must shine before men. You can't afford to be dull. You can't afford not to be brilliant. You must shine. That's what Jesus said. Let your light shine before men. Number nine. Men must see your good deeds. Men must see your good deeds. And number 10, which is the final one. Your good deeds must glorify God. It must bring glory to God. I'll be covering all these things in more details during the week. But these are all from these scriptures, the three verses. If I run you, run them concurrently to you again, is this. I'm sure you've written it down now. We can follow it together briefly within five minutes. Jesus says you are the light of the world. That's what you are. A Christian is the light of the world. <laughs> Understand this. So when we come together, it's a conjugation of lights. Born again. But when we go out into the world, we are the light. What does light do? Everything you think light does is what you are. When there is darkness, light gives illumination. In other words, when men are confused, they must get direction from you. Your bosses must seek your counsel. Because you are the light. Every word you speak must reflect knowledge and wisdom. Because you are the light. Whenever you have an opportunity in the midst of unbelievers to speak, when you open your mouth, everybody must just be aghast. Wow! Because you are the light. You are the light of the world. There is no light in this world. It's full of darkness, confusion, chaos, and calamity. The second thing is this. Don't look at yourself as a person. You are a city. What is a city? Nobody wants to go to villages. When people go for holidays, they want to go to city. Any newly built city attracts people from all over the world. You are the attraction, the center of attraction of every good thing that man can imagine. If you are born again, you are not just a man. 
Every argument and ability and strength of a city resides inside you. You are a city. That's the reason why you can transform nations. You can transform cities. You have to see yourself in what God says. There is so much inside you, needed by your generation, needed by your nation, needed by your city, that are yet to manifest. You are a city. This is the word of the Lord. So when we gather together as lights, we become a great conflagration. Beam. As we gather together as cities, we have many cities standing or sitting every time in pews of churches. Cities, people who can make the nation. People who can rule over the nation. People who are the center of attraction because they are a city. Each person in a city put together is a nation. And that number three says to you, you are not just a city, you are built on a hill so that you cannot be hidden. You are built, you are visible, you are visible everywhere you go. That's why a Christian will enter, some people will come to you and say that I think you're a Christian. Why? Because you are built on a hill. God will show you forth anywhere you go. That's the reason why if you misbehave or you behave like them, they will tell you that, but you are a Christian. Isn't it? You can't hide. There's no hiding place. Number four, I said to you, because God has built you over the city, that is over, 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 over a hill, He shows you everywhere you go. That's why you cannot hide your being born again. You don't need to speak before they say, that ah, you, you look different from us. Even when you want to partake in sin, they will say, that, no, no, that one is not for you, Alfred. Yes? When they want to do bad things, they will say that, you know, we are not, we want to do this, but please, please forgive us. That happened to you before? In your office. Somebody is just speaking, 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 they say a swear word. You say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry you are here, I'm sorry. Because you are built on the hill, God reveals you. Everywhere you go. And then I said to you, because you are the light, you are a city, you are built on the hill, you can't hide, then you must shine. You must shine. You know something? When Jesus spoke about the shining, he said, let your light shine, which means it is left to you to shine that light, not to God. God made you light. He made you a city. He built you on a hill. Why should you be intimidated? Then you shine the light. Shine the light. There is no such a thing as a timid Christian. It does not exist. A righteous is as bold as lion. Let me help you understand something. It is not how much you know or how much you are. But the little you know, shine it, let it be known. Be proud of what you are. But in what you are, be outstanding. Are we together? A shoe shiner can become the most known in the city. Because of the way he shines his shoes. And everybody will talk about, about Alfred the shoe shiner. Listen to me. Acquire every skill necessary to shine. Both spiritually and intellectually. Everything you need to shine, shine. 
Get it and shine. Let your light shine. In conduct, in behavior, let your light be seen. You cannot... Look, you know Jesus when he was talking about this, he first said that you are the salt of the world, isn't it? Come on now. You want me to come down? I said Jesus said you are the salt of the world. I didn't hear you say amen. Are you not a salt? You are salt of the world. Two, I will talk about salt some other time. Two things that salt do. One, salt preserves meat. Okay? Second thing that salt does is that it reveals the flavor of meat. And Jesus said that you are the salt of the earth. He said that, but if the salt loses its taste, in other words, when salt becomes meat, it is of no more value. Hello? Yeah? So, if the world is meat, and you are salt, okay, you are supposed to reveal the flavor as light of the world, so that every error in the, in the world, when people see you, they will recognize error by who you are. They will know what is right and wrong without you speaking. Only by your conduct, because you shine. But then when you are in a place and you are like them, your salt has lost its taste. Your salt became meat. That will not be your portion. Why do they put down Christians in offices? Because they are not shining. Many Christians are ridiculed because they are not shining. Because you can't hide yourself. They will know you are a Christian, but you must be unique. A light cannot be like darkness. It's impossible. No. A light shines in the midst of darkness. You cannot compromise with the world. The world should know the difference between them and you. Because you shine. And the fact is this. If you shine, the world will exalt you. It will elevate you. They will say we can't do some good things unless he's here. We need to hear from him or her. She always gives a different view, but the view is always the best. Haven't they had meeting and taken decisions and said, no, 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 we cannot go ahead. Let us hear what he will say or what she will say. Because you shine. You are outstanding. When you are outstanding, therefore, you need to know this. You will be put in your place, which is the sixth. If you shine, you will be put on a stand. They will always desire you in your office. They will always desire you in your neighborhood. They will always desire you in your family. They know that you do not lie. You do not deceive anybody. You call a spade a spade. You don't call red blue. You are frank. They may fight with you because you are unique. But they will soon come and seek from you that wisdom of God in you. That is the scripture. In anything you do, you got to shine. Anything you do, you just got to shine. There is, no, there is no failure for an answer. And you must be put in your place. You will not fight for your rights. Your right will fight for you. When you shine. When you shine, your right will fight for you. Because if anybody who is your superior tries to intimidate you, and you are the one who shines the office, your, his superior will remove him because of you. That is what happened. It has happened with some of you here. We're not going to be praying for you that, oh, the conspiracy against him in the office. If you shine well, forget conspiracy. Really, the people they call to conspire against you, 
will not conspire against the ringleader who wants to conspire against you. Because they can't get rid of you. They cannot. It's not possible. Help me know this. If you are shining and you are, the, you are put in your place, until you are put in your place before you can benefit the whole house, you must shine, he says, in the house to everyone in the house. Your benefits must affect everyone in the house. You look at today, uh, Dr. Fasanya, uh, he came to teach us about this teeth. Not everybody who are professionals can teach their career. Yeah, it's not everybody. No, not everybody. Call some dentists. They only need to dentist your mouth. They don't know how to teach you about all this stuff. If they have to teach you. And today you learn from him, isn't it? Though you may have some opinions. Whatever the case may be, you learn something. Isn't it? And the guy knows his stuff. Because the reason why you learn, you and I learn from him. He knows his stuff. You can't learn from me if I don't know what I'm t- saying. To come and teach you this costed me hours to sit down and study and look and hear and write down. Because these things don't come because somebody is intelligent. It comes because somebody listens to the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. You are worth more than what you think. When you, when you are occupying your position, that is the light upon the stand, you will become a benefit to the whole house. You know that people always love to go to people who have gifts. Yes? So if you see somebody drawn to some, people drawn to somebody in the church, it's because of the gift they see in that person. There's no, 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 there's no need to be envious of over. You to shine, then they will be drawn to you. Because all of us are put on the pedestal now. You must let your light shine. That is number eight. It is your duty to ensure that you are shining. It is your duty to ensure that your light shines. It is your duty to ensure that you are a benefit to everybody in the house. Not just to some people. Then you know, that is towards the end of it. It says, let your light shine before men. That they may see your deeds, your good deeds. So there are bad deeds and there are good deeds. Hallelujah. And both of them are visible. If somebody is bad, people will know it. Correct? And if somebody is good, people will know it. Somebody is saying that, don't you know that I'm good? It's because he's not good. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because when you are good, we know that you are good. We know it by your deeds. But you know, God, God says here that men should see our deeds. Men, both in the church and outside the church, should see our deeds. Especially in the world, they should see our deeds more. Those of us who, who teach the word of God, Hebrew 11, uh, Hebrew 13, 11, what does it say? No, let's see Hebrew 13, 7 first. Go to it very quickly. Remember your leaders. Who spoke the word of God to you? Shall we read the, ne- the next line? Uh-huh. Stop. 
Consider what? The result they bring. Consider the way they behave. So if this is for us who lead you spiritually, that we cannot tell you to do what we, we will not do. In the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 1, don't go there. It says in the former book of Theophilus, I began to write about what Jesus began to do and then to teach. A Christian must do first. Your deed is important before you're talking. You want to teach people patience? Let us see your patience when you are tested. You want to teach people forgiveness? Let us see your forgiveness over those who have wronged you. You want to teach people faith? Let us see your faith too. You want to teach people to be diligent? Let's see your diligence. You want to teach people to study? Let's see you study too. You want to tell people to be well behaved? Let's see your own well behavior. What you do, your deed, is what will reveal whether you are a light or you are not. Or whether your light is shining or not. Because all those who are born again are light, but not all of them shine. That's what Jesus is saying. As I said, let your light shine. Shine it yourself. What is the meaning of the word deed? It is an action that is performed intentionally and consciously. Or, or consciously. An intentional action is called deed. Today, you intended to come here and you came. That's the deed. You wanted to leave home on time. But you were walking from kitchen to the sitting room until you became late. That is a deed. Tomorrow you change that deed. Hallelujah. Amen forevermore. And when you come late, if you told a lie, it's a deed. Tomorrow you tell the truth. I'm so sorry. I was just walking landing. You know, it happened to everybody. When you are supposed to go out at a particular time, and you are prepared, you have bathed, you have dressed, but whatever the case may be, you are just wandering about. That's the time you want to go and do coffee. And then you want to put sugar or tea or, 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 or honey. And you are looking for sugar until you found honey. And you are looking for honey, you can't find sugar. All those kind of things, you know. You left your shoes. Instead of putting it on already, you leave it until the last minute and you start looking for delays. And you are losing. And when you have no more time, and then you hit the road. Then traffic welcome you. So when you get to church, you say that it was the traffic. Why didn't you tell them that I was messing up my time until I got into a victim of the traffic? I was together now. Your deeds. You know something interesting about our deed is this. Our deed is seen by men, but recorded by God. And God is the one who pays us for our deeds. Because even if men remember you for your good deed, it is God who put it in their heart to be remembered so that they can promote you. The same thing if they fire you because of your anger. It is God who put it into their heart so that they may give you the recompense. Maybe you will learn. That will not be your portion. Finally, anything you do must glorify God. Anything you do must glorify God. I will close you with this. Colossians 3.23. What does it say? 
Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. The next verse. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And I love 25. Shall we read together? No, 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 no. Am I in the cathedral? You want me to preach for another one hour? I said we are doing conclusion and you are not... You are not at, when I was in school, the moment they want to go to conclusion, I'm happy. Quick, because let the church just let me go. Hallelujah, somebody. Let's read together with life. So that is your deeds. It's been recorded by God. It's been observed by man. And God brings to their remembrance your deed when he will give you the reward. It says, God has no favorite. Either an apostle or pope or bishop or archbishop or member of the church or deacon or the elders and stuff. God has no favorite. Your deeds will reveal your light. Do we get it now? Shall we rise up together and we're going to pray. And the prayer we're going to pray is for ourselves. That Father, tonight we ask you, enable me to 